the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And in studio with us once again is Dina Ology. Welcome. Good morning. Always good to see you. And I, I think we seem to get a little snow out there this morning. Just the tiniest little dusting. You know, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, (laughs) probably everyone else's neighborhood didn't get salted, but the main roads are all fine. But it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Wait a minute. That was a few days ago. So now we need to move the snow back. Yeah. (laughs) We can do that or not. And I'll tell you what, you can keep the snow. I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. No. Okay. No, you you can hang on to that. It's kind of nice to have it around at Christmas time, though, isn't it? Come on. I I, I I am a person who would prefer to make sand angels on the beach. <laughs> sand angels, all yes. right. Sand angels, not snow angels. There you go. So now we know something new about Dina. Yes, I don't I don't enjoy cold. Well, it's good to have you here. What are we talking about today? Well, you know, this is the last show of, of 2017, and I thought we would do a little bit of a year in review and then talk about uh, what to expect for 2018. That's, and of course, sounds great. Take phone calls when people have questions. Absolutely. In fact, you can call now if you'd like. Here's the phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. And I know you're planning on some New Year's resolutions. I'm sure you've got your list already <laughs> ready to go, ready to kick in in the I, New Year. You know, I, I sort of gave up on resolutions. I, I feel like it's just it's a colossal setup. Um, but <laughs> I, I do have some things that I want to work on for the year and uh, have already started that process. Well, there you go. So it's yeah. kind of a, a in process for 2017 and just basically some goals for your life, regardless of when they start. N- correct. Correct. Yeah. Now, I do know that I'm a weirdo and most people do go into the new year and, and have New Year's resolutions. And as with all prior years, the number one resolution is weight loss. Oh, yeah. Number two resolution, get your finances in order. And here we are to help people do that. And here we are. So I'd like to just start off the show today by offering a, a what I'm going to call a baseline financial plan to the first five callers. Oh, nice. Who call in with their, their financial New Year's resolutions. Now, the baseline financial plan is simply going to assess where you are today and what life looks like if nothing ever changes. And it's quite a valuable thing. Those financial it is. plans can it is. cost a bit of money. Um, uh, so I would like to, like I said, offer that out to the first five callers this morning okay. who, who say, hey, I want a new plan for my new year. That's awesome. And that phone number is 
855-ROSE-123, and you'll press the number one when you get online there. Very good. You know, 2017 was an exciting year for investors. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Averages were, were up 25% for the year. Um, People have long equated that to our stock market. I think it's important to understand that the Dow is an index that measures the growth uh, in the stock of 30 different companies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. It's just 30 really big companies. Um, we tend to look at the S&P 500 as a broader gauge of the U.S. stock market because there are 500 stocks <laughs> in the S&P 500. A little, little bigger gauge. A yeah. little bit bigger. Uh, the S&P was up 19% for 2017, and the NASDAQ, which is predominantly a technology index, was up 28%. Wow. It's been a great year for people who were investing in U.S. markets. For as wonderful as the U.S. markets were, we weren't the best. Really? No, we weren't. I've got some 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 market surprises to share with you. I like market surprises. Yes, yes. Um, when you think of Argentina, in terms Argentina. of... I know. When you think of Argentina, do you think of them as a place where you'd want to invest your money? Not really. Not Probably the, not. I think of Evita, the, the musical when oh, I think of Argentina. Okay, don't sing. <laughs> Um, I will have you know that Argentina's Merval Index uh -huh. was up 77% this year. Oh, my. After being up 45% in 2016. What in the world are they doing right down there? Well, they elected a new leader, and the new leader has been very economically focused in enacting some reforms, um, uh, really turning things around in that country economically. Now, those are wonderful numbers. We'd love to have a year where we were up 45%, followed by a year that we're up 77%. Yeah. It's not all rosy. Um, inflation in Argentina is above 20%, and the currency value continues to fall. So they've still got some things to do. But if we're looking at sheer market performance, um, uh, Argentina topped the heap this year. Oh, good for them. That's right. awesome. Nigeria is on my list. Wow, now that is a big surprise. That Nigeria has what they call the All Share Index. They were up 42%. Man. Right. 2015 and 2016, though, were awful for them because of falling oil prices, militant attacks, and the Ebola virus yeah. all scared away investors. Well, and they also had, for such a long time, they had a lot of corruption. And, you know, you get the emails that you could get all these millions of dollars from, from Nigeria. But a lot of that's been fixed. That's good. Well, the, their market certainly uh, had a very, very banner year. Uh -huh. Turkey's also on my list. Huh. None of these places that, that when you when you entered into 2017, nobody came to me and said, Dina, I want to put money in Argentina, Nigeria, and Turkey. You would think things like Germany or some of these larger developed countries, you would you, think. You would think. And those countries performed well. Some of these smaller, what I'm going to call emerging economies, just knocked the cover off the ball. Turkey was up, Turkey's index was up 48% in 2017. They had GDP growth of over 11% in the third quarter. Man. That's enormous. That's that is crazy. absolutely enormous. Um, but analysts are warning that the economy in Turkey is, in fact, overheating. Yeah, okay. So, um, and while I'm going through An these, overheated I, economy. Okay. Yes, in Turkey. Um, <laughs> while, while I am going through this, let me just 
just throw out the admonition that past performance is no indicator of future right. results. Right. This is what has transpired in 2017. This is most certainly not investment advice. I am, am simply saying, wow, for as well as the U.S. markets did, some of these smaller emerging markets did even better. Just some unusual things that we, some outliers that we wouldn't have expected. Wouldn't have expected. And the last one on my list was Hong Kong. The Hang Seng Index was up 36%. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that one may be because of all the technology and all of that that goes on right. in that country. But that's still, wow, interesting. You know, the the one of the themes for this year, and, and I think will be a continuing theme for 2018, has been this global growth. All of the uh, quantitative easing that, that was poured into our systems worldwide uh, to stave off that 08 recession and, and the aftermath of that, that really took root. Companies started making record profits uh, and and the ship was righted in the past handful of years and here in 2017 we just saw it take off like mad yeah it's amazing is it true what they say that as the united states economy goes so goes the world is that well there's 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 a saying that that if if the us coughs the world gets cold right uh yes back when i first got into financial planning and investing we when we put together a portfolio you know picture in your mind the pie chart with the different colored pie wedges mm-hmm. you know you had had the red wedge that was us stocks you had the blue wedge that was foreign stocks You had the orange wedge that was bonds. And the whole purpose of that was to have things that would zig while others were zagging. Mm -hmm. If the U.S. markets were up, perhaps the the foreign markets were flat or down. You weren't making one bet all in one direction. You Mm -hmm. hedge risk that way. The whole idea is diversity. It is. And, And the whole idea was to find things that didn't move in the same direction at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call that correlation. Uh, in a diversified portfolio, you want things that are not correlated, not moving in the same direction all mm-hmm. at the same time. And that was the case with U.S. and foreign investments. The the domestic stocks were what we call negatively correlated, moved in the opposite direction of foreign stocks. Mm-hmm. Because so much of U.S. profits are now derived overseas, we don't have that negative, that perfectly negative correlation anymore. Mm. We have to we have to look to diversify out our risk in other ways. It's really a tricky puzzle, isn't it? And you want to make sure that in the end, yes, you've got all this diversity, but you want everything to have sort of an upward spiral so that you get more money than the baseline over time. Well, the the name of the game, if you're going to be a long-term investor, there there are a few rules. The first rule is don't try to time the market. Mm -hmm. There's not a formula for it. There's Mm -hmm. not a definite pattern. Most people, myself included, lose money. That's most people, myself included, do not have the the skill, the insight, the foresight to know how to time in and out of a market to avoid losses and capture all the upside. No crystal ball here. No crystal ball at all. The the other piece of, of investing that I really talk to my clients about all the time is this whole notion of understanding the risk that you take. Mm-hmm. All risk is not created equally, and there is certainly no point in taking risk just for the sake of taking it. You need to understand mathematically what your potential upside is and what your potential downside is. That is called quantifying risk. You put numbers on it. When you put numbers on risk, you can decide if it's a risk you want to take. Mm-hmm. 
Sort of an educated risk, if you will, probably is. is what you're what you're looking at. Well, I, I talk to my clients about calculated risk, and I I think that is, I think that's an important part of building a good long term portfolio that matches your financial plan. That's awesome. Well, thanks for calling in and getting that uh, free financial plan. We've got a lot of folks that did, and so hopefully you'll be able to take advantage of that. And that's a wonderful gift from Rosenthal Wealth Management this year. Yes. Awesome. If you'd like to dial in for any questions that you have for Dina Ology, our financial and retirement expert here in the studio, here is the telephone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a moment with more here on the Larry Rosenthal Show and hopefully with your calls. Again, 855 767 one, two, three. I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bride was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank, misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank, and we, we got upside. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Larry's taking a little time off with the family for this New Year's weekend and. We hope that he's enjoying himself, and I know that he is. He's got a great family, and it's a lot of fun to hang out with the Rosenthal's, as well as with Dinaology here in studio today. We're looking at a new year just around the corner and some excitement and all kinds of fun stuff. I just can't believe we've got 
basically a day and a half left of 2017. <laughs> Goodbye, 2017. Are you going to watch the ball drop? I will probably be watching the backs of my eyelids. <laughs> you're not a. You're not going to stay up and bring in the new year. No, I. I really. It's been a while. I, I think we'll stay up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. do a little bit of celebrating. But uh, with a toddler in the house who doesn't realize that it's a holiday, probably <laughs> staying up to midnight's not a good plan. Yeah, I understand. But it's still going to be a fun time with family for the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, we were we're just talking before the break about. Uh, the markets in 2017 and and how things performed worldwide. I, I think it's important to to look at some some metrics here in the United States. I get lots of questions about, well, gee, Dina, why is the market roaring the way that it is? I, I don't understand. I, I feel unsettled about this thing or that thing, and I, I just I don't know why the market's going crazy like it is. So let me give you a little bit of background on this. Um, first of all, real GDP. GDP growth has been increasing in this country on average 2.3% a year. That's not knocking the cover off the ball by any stretch, but it is certainly an improvement over what we saw the past handful of years. We've had uh, at least one quarter, maybe two this this year, where GDP growth was in excess of 3%. So mm. we we have seen actual economic growth in this country this year. That's part of what has fueled the market. Um, Companies have, as I said before, companies have been making record profits. And we can see that in hiring. Unemployment fell to 4.1% in the fourth quarter. That is a very, very low number. uh, We haven't seen those numbers in a long time. It's nice to see that down. In a very, very long time. I'd have to look up the, the actual metric for what is considered full employment, but I think we're awfully, awfully close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tax reform passed this month, and, and uh, regardless of, of where you fall opinion-wise on that, tax tax cuts are generally good for the economy. Tax cuts generally provide a nice boost in growth. They provide a nice boost in hiring, and, and the lion's share of these tax cuts our corporate tax cuts. Mm-hmm. So we're we're rather optimistic that those cuts will reduce and will result in just those things. Some more hiring, some more investing, uh, maybe even repatriating some of the two point nine trillion dollars that is currently banked overseas by U.S. companies. And some of those tax dollars hopefully will start to bring down that deficit as well, which will also increase the economy. Hopefully, over time. Well, I, I don't know yet if this tax package will have that impact. Um, I think the potential is there. Of course, if it increases GDP growth, yes. Mm -hmm. If it increases GDP growth, we could see both the the debt and the deficit reduced. Um, Right now, that's not the prediction. I mean, it's really, if they were using it as a fan, you would get blown away because it's really continuing to, it's been pretty bad for a long time, our, our debt. And I know there has been some concern about that as a country, but hopefully, Hopefully that'll turn around slowly, like the you know, like the Titanic. You got to do a little thing here and there, and then eventually well, you get it turned around. And and that's an interesting thing. Um, Any time you have big economic or fiscal changes, that these changes don't they don't turn the economy on a dime. No, they take slow. time to for the full impact to be felt. We can certainly look at how 
tax cuts have have worked or not in in times past. We have a very different economy. We have a very different demographic makeup now than we've ever had. So I think a big part of this is going to simply be watch and wait. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Watch and wait. In 2017, the housing recovery continued. There's this thing called the Home Builders Index, and this simply measures how many homes are being, new homes are being built. And the Home Builders Index is near an all-time high Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. The inventory is really low out there. I know that. It is, and that continues to drive prices up. Um, wages have grown at about a 2.6% pace this year. Again, not knocking the cover off the ball, but it is a vast improvement over what we've seen the past handful of years. Uh, inflation is an interesting critter. You know, the Federal Reserve has a 2% inflation target. That's their their mandate, if you will. They want to maintain inflation at 2%. We still haven't hit it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, um, that's a good thing. We we had a point earlier this year where the inflation reading for the quarter was 1.9%. But just uh, last month in November, it had fallen back down to 1.5%. Mm-hmm. So we have this economy that is growing. We have pretty close to full employment. We have corporate profits at record levels, yet inflation is wonderfully at bay. Normally, when we see a growing economy, inflation is a big, big concern. Mm-hmm. And it could still be. That's, uh, that's one, of the, one of the cautions, if you will, uh, looking forward into 2018. If, if we look into 2018, I think we're going to see a continued global expansion. I think you're going to see the developed foreign economies continue to reduce their their balance sheets, continue to curtail some of that quantitative easing that is still in the system from the big recession in 08. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're going to see emerging economies continue to move forward. I just don't think that you're going to see the big returns in 2018 that we've seen in 2017. Oh, okay. All right. I, I still think, knowing what I know right now, I still think positive returns in 2018. I just don't know that we're going to see 25% on the Dow. I don't know that we're going to see 19% on the S&P and 28 on the NASDAQ. So is this a time when you're looking at this from a personal economy of view, if you see all of these different uh, indicators, is this a time to buy an extra uh, can of beans at the store and put it away. And, <laughs> Are you uh, asking me if we're due for a crash? And, well, I mean, just is this, <laughs> this is a time to sort of be planning and, and have some, some reserves. I think it's always the time to do planning. I think it's always the time to have reserves. It is, it is, uh, we have a very nice economy right now. We have a very nice stock market right now. And, and by all accounts, unless we have a significant non-financial, non-economic event, mm. I think we've still got room for this to move forward. We've got more room yet for growth. It's the non-financial, non-economic things that can derail this. Yes, that can derail this for a time. And, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, still want to keep to the themes for the year. The, the tax cuts are interesting because the tax cuts could boost this near-term growth. We could see an increase in our near-term GDP. And if that happens quickly, you could see the Federal Reserve raise rates a little faster than they've anticipated. Right now, we're looking for three, probably one-quarter point hikes in 2018. But the Fed's job is to maintain inflation at 2%. 
if they see things happening that could accelerate inflation, they'll act. What's exciting about them, though, is they are telegraphing this. And so the market kind of builds this stuff in. And they, we don't see any major, major deals. No, no. The Fed has done a great job of keeping investors calm. Yeah. There haven't really been any surprises from the Fed this year. And I don't anticipate any big surprises from them next year. Again, if things go the way they've been going. Uh, you mentioned geopolitical risk. There's absolutely geopolitical risk out there. Oh, yeah. uh, I was listening to talk radio on the way into the studio this morning, and, and of course we're talking about North Korea mm-hmm. um, because there's there's still the the very real threat that you know they could launch a missile. In North Korea, Iran, a lot of these places. Yeah. You know. So so you know we can't stop what we're doing out of fear for that. That's not a wise idea either. But in talking about things that could derail the market for a time, mm-hmm. I, I think the geopolitical risk is pretty well at the top of that list. It's because it's so abrupt, too. Is we can't really build anything like that in, and, and, and you know, you've got if you've got an issue like that, then the market's going to react. I think the market will react, but again, this is sort of similar in notion to the Fed telegraphing all their moves. Will you be surprised if North Korea lobs a missile? No, we won't. No. You won't. Um, will it be frightening? You bet it will. Yeah. You, you bet it will. And I think the market will hitch, and I think we'll have some problems for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be the time to do a real gut check as an investor and and recognize that you are probably worse off by trying to bail out of that market than to just ride it out. And that's a good point. When you think about what happened during the Great Depression and all of those other times when we had some econ- economic upheaval, if you were to invest in that time frame, or if you were just to ride it out, mm-hmm. in the end, you were better off. Well, the, the it took o- a while. Well, sure it did. The 08 recession, of course, is the most recent big economic upheaval that, that still seared in all our brains. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, we were in the very early stages of that 10 years ago right now. Oh, wow. It's time, been that long. Time flies. Yes, the market, the market topped out for that cycle in November of 07. I think that was 10 pounds ago for me, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll not go there. Um, so, so you know, in looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, lots of people did try to time out of, of that market. It was a frightening time. It, it was, was, it was it really a was. very upsetting time for all of us. But in looking back, it was the investor who said, you know what? This too shall pass. Yeah, if you look at the housing market, a lot of that's recovered. If you look, you, you were to think overnight you'd lost half the value of your home in 2008, yes. and now that value is starting to come back. Absolutely. Yes, it took a long time. It did take a long time. The market recovered. Investors recovered their losses anywhere from three to five years. Hmm. Okay. After that five-year mark, we were back off to the races. And we're within a stone's throw of 25,000 on the Dow. It's amazing. Okay. In the worst of that recession, I, I don't know the exact number, but the Dow was at something like 6,500. And today we're, we're, we're knocking on the door of 25,000. Mm. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Right? It's, it's been 10 years. But I, I look at, and I have clients across the spectrum, my clients who fared the best coming out of that were the ones who said, this too shall pass, I'm not going to change course. Mm-hmm. So my, my 
commentary, and, and the reason I say that this morning is is if we do have one of these non-economic shockers like a, a North Korea or an Iran or or Syria or anything else bubbles up, talk to your financial advisor, get some advice, look at, at historically how things have have happened and make some decisions that way. Do not make emotional decisions with your money because the emotional money decisions are the bad ones. Yeah. Larry talks a lot about what you guys have is, uh, in the form of software where you can stress test your financial plan for events such as geopolitical things and things that happen. Absolutely. That's the that's the uh, financial plan that I gave away earlier in the show. Oh, that's cool. The, the, uh, the extended pieces of that plan will allow us to do exactly that. We can stress test for a one-time, uh, a one-time downturn of 40%, let's say, like a 2008 scenario. make a plan scenario. for if that happens, what you're going to do. That's yeah. right. Um, the interesting thing is... Th- to see how an event like that impacts the long-term viability of your plan. And in so many cases, as markets return to normal behavior, yeah, it's a bad year, but it doesn't completely crush your plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You stay the course. And that's really important that you understand that because we have an opportunity for you right now to be able to get a financial planning toolkit, to start thinking about next year, to sort of get things on track and did it sort of put in place some of the things we're talking about here this morning? Let me give you a phone number. It's 855-767-3123. Write that telephone number down because you don't necessarily have to call it now because it does ring through to the offices during the week every day. 855-767-3123. You know what? I'm feeling generous. The holidays make me a sappy sort of gal. So <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I, I tell you what. Three more financial plans. We're going we're gonna to keep uh, Josh busy in the back here. That's, That's awesome. Right. That's right. The awesome. next three callers who call in and say, hey, I heard Dina give away three financial plans, they will also get that free f- baseline financial plan. You know what that means? What does that mean? We need to have some nice, happy, upbeat music <laughs> as we go to the, to the break for this gift-giving season here. Yes. Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale, they say. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Frosty the snowman was as live as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Mm-hmm. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 
or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina Ology in studio here today, taking your telephone calls at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. And on the line with us, we have Heidi Mitchell. Heidi, welcome aboard. We are glad you're here. What's your question for Dina? I have a question about the housing market. Okay. In 07 and 08, when things got crazy, it continued because when people lost their homes, of course, a lot of people claimed bankruptcy. Because of it being so long now, they have reestablished their credit, and now they're able to purchase and you know buy homes. Is that a false reading then of the housing market? I I don't I don't know the answer to that, Heidi. That's an awesome question because I don't know how many people who filed bankruptcy are now actually buying homes. Um, I I know there's a lot of new homes being built. I know the inventory is low. But if people who once were unable to buy a home are now able to buy a home, I, I'm not inclined to think that's a false reading. I think that's I think that's an impro- an economic improvement. And if they're and if that's the case in really really large numbers, I, I don't think the housing number would be a false read. Okay. okay. Because because th- think about it, that number would have gone way way down in the recession because people weren't buying homes. In fact, mm-hmm. people were offloading their homes. They were getting out of them because they couldn't afford them, right? Right. So, so but that, a lot of people had two homes, right? right? A lot of people had two homes or maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then people that were trying to do the, you know, flipping homes or holding right. them and then right. trying to rent them for the payment. I mean, that that got really sketchy for people. It did. Um, it did. I just don't know that there were millions and millions and millions of those. And and if so, and they are all rebuying homes now, I think that's a wonderful thing and, and definitely a vast improvement. Definitely. Okay. Um, can I ask you one more question? One more. Let's have it. Okay. Um, did, were there any changes to the LLCs and the flow-throughs? Do they have to now become S, um, corporates? Or do you, can they just say the simple LLCs as partnerships? Do you know anything about that? Are you talking about in the new tax law? Yes, yes. I, I don't think you have to change your corporate structure. I did, Chris and I were actually talking about this before the show. I think the pass-through entities are going to get some big breaks in this tax law. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because one thing I do want to tell you and, and everyone who's listening, we are still studying this new tax law. It's pretty high and it's pretty deep. But one yeah. thing that we are going to do for our clients and for our listeners uh, in out there in Radio Land, we're going to be having some classes uh, geared toward the new tax law and just teaching our, our our people, if you will, what they need to know about this new tax law. Your paychecks are going to reflect the new law starting in February is, is the estimate. And so we hope to have as much educational material out there for you on this as possible in the very, very near future. So be sure to keep an eye on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Uh, for dates and times where we're going to be having those classes. Beautiful. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Heidi. Appreciate the telephone call here today. And if you'd like to dial in, here's our phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. There are a lot of questions. We know some of the answers on the tax plan, 
We don't have all of them, so just stay tuned. We are definitely putting together some things to help you with that seminar and other things coming up in the new year. Well, the interesting thing is, you, you know, we've we've done seminars for years and years now, and and every year the the number of codes in the U.S. tax book <laughs> has gone up. I think the last number was seventy one thousand um, pieces of a tax code. I don't know how many this new tax law adds no, to that. Maybe we're up to 80,000 by now. Can't we take some away first? Well, and, and honestly, I think that was part of the point yeah. of, of some of the tax law changes. Uh, uh, legislators have been talking for a long, long time about simplifying the tax you know, code. Politicians run on this. They've, you know, flat tax this and, you know, different things there and that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I hope the tax code is a little simpler. Um, my, my studies right now don't indicate that for no. me. <laughs> I don't th- any taxes are just uh, they are a very, very mind-boggling thing. And a lot of that is CPA-related, too. So when you think about your taxes, we don't have the answers to all of that. A lot of that will be CPA questions, but we'll, we'll have some for you in the new year here for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things um, uh, one of the things going into the new tax year that I always discuss with my clients is is what adjustments to make uh, with the things that they're doing with their paycheck. Uh, 2018 is a year when you're able to contribute a little extra to your 401k plans. So if you uh, have not checked your withholding for your 401k contributions, probably a really good time to check on that because you're allowed to contribute an extra $500 to your 401k next year. You were able to contribute 18000 in 2017. It's going to go to 18500 in 2018. So uh, be sure to make sure that you are contributing the maximum on that. You're still going to have that catch-up provision mm-hmm. if you're over 50. So where you were able to contribute 24000 this year, it's going to be 24500 Yeah, definitely. Larry talks a lot about this every year as well, to just put a little bit more away. If, you've, if you think you're at the end of your paycheck, you know, $5, $10, $100, a more every month. Saving is so important. It is. And and people get into this sort of all or nothing mindset and that's not that's not healthy for your bottom line. No. There's a lot of room between contributing nothing and contributing the maximum. If you're not able to contribute the maximum, do the family budget and see what you are able to contribute. Many times, especially in a 401k or a thrift savings plan type situation, your contributions are matched by your employer. And if you're not making those contributions, you're giving up free money. What about the self-employed individual? They've got their IRAs and maybe some SEP things going on. Self-employed folks have a, a little bit uh, more leeway in terms of the amount of money that they can contribute toward their retirement because self-employed folks are both employer mm-hmm. and employee. So they can make the employer contribution and the employee contribution. In a SEP, Simplified Employee Pension Plan, uh, which is the probably the most generous of the uh, uh, self-employed plans. You can contribute, I think the number is $54,000 a year. It's a big number. Right? It's, it's a really big number because it's accounting for both the employer side of the equation and the employee side of the equation. Help, help me understand when it comes to a SEP. Is that, is that an IRA of sorts? Is that it what, is. So you can go in and, and uh, sort of guide and direct the investments within that like you would with any IRA? Absolutely. The, the neat thing about a SEP 
is that you don't typically have the investment restrictions that you have in a 401k or thrift savings plan type arrangement. If you work for an employer and they give you a 401k plan, they tell you, here's your list of investments that you can use. If you're a self-employed person and you set up a SEP plan, you set that up with E-Trade or Vanguard or Fidelity or with Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Mm-hmm. And the investment universe is is pretty much wide open. Are there some minimals or things that you need to think about when you're thinking about a SEP? Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's back to the budget question. Um, the SEP, of course, gives you much higher contribution limits um, as a self-employed person. You've got to look at how much you can realistically contribute. There's also the, the math on it. So you, you have to work closely with your CPA because the math is that you can contribute up to 25% of what's called your net self-employment income. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you don't mess up uh, and over-contribute and have to take some out. So what is the definition when it comes to self-employment here? Because there's W-2 employees under your own corporation. There's How does that work? So most of my clients who qualify for a SEP are either purely self-employed folks who have their own LLC or maybe their own S-Corp. And then there are the independent contractor types. In this area, we've got... 1099 folks. That's right. In this area, we've got a ton of them. Yes, we do. We've got realtors. We've got federal retirees who go back and and work as consultants in in some capacity. Those employees who get the 1099s also fall into the category of those who can open up one of the self-employed options. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's actually very, very helpful. So if you hire a 1099 employee, you have an opportunity to get rid of those limits that you would have if you were employed. I think it's like $6,500 or something like that. Isn't that what it is? Yes. If you you just do a traditional IRA and you don't set up any of the self-employed, you know, the individual 401K or the SEP plan, um, you're, you're... capped at 6500 a year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a difficult number for a lot of, especially in this area where things are very, very expensive to live. If you're going to retire here, you need a little more money than that. Yes. Yes, I'm you sure. do. The, the, big, the big thing, and I always come back to planning, the big thing is to understand what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. I, I've had people say, well, I'm just going to save as much money as I can and hope for the best. <laughs> well, okay, that's, that's certainly one strategy. But a good financial plan can be your roadmap and give you targets on that. If if you're going in and you're living hand to mouth and 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 struggling every day to contribute the maximum twenty four thousand to your four hundred one k plan, and you really only need to contribute twenty thousand, mm-hmm. you can loosen the belt a little bit, maybe eat more than peanut butter and jelly for dinner, <laughs> and still meet your financial goals. Can so you, a financial plan is going to help answer those questions. Yeah. Can you talk about the financial plan? Well, what's involved in one of those things? How do you set it up? What does it really mean? So a financial plan in its simplest form is going to answer the question, if you keep doing what you're doing today from a financial perspective, what's the likely outcome? Mm-hmm. We don't deal in guaranteed outcomes. We deal in likely outcomes. There's there's a lot of statistics. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of statistics behind this, and we can certainly do various simulations to tell you the likelihood of success on your financial plan. But it all starts with gathering the data, mm-hmm. understanding your income, your expenses, your assets, your liabilities, your goals, your wants, your needs, your wishes. And then we take all of that and we put it into our uh, financial planning tool. 
and start massaging the numbers, Mm -hmm. making different scenarios. What happens if we get an 8% average return versus a 6? Are you successful? Are you not? What happens if your son goes to an Ivy League university out of state versus going to an in-state university? What happens if there's scholarship money? What happens if there's an inheritance? Uh, There are lots of different pieces that play into this. The very first step is just to gather the data about what is, what is the current situation. So the common thing I'm seeing here from what you're telling me across the board is helping you accomplish your goals. That's right. This is what a financial plan is about. You've got some goals and some thoughts that you want to accomplish. But in order to get there, you need a vehicle, and that vehicle is the financial plan. It absolutely is. And the way we do financial planning is so exciting and so 21st century because when we put together a financial plan, our clients are able to actually link their various accounts, their various bills into the financial plan so that that plan is updated daily. That's that cool. That financial plan gives you a daily updated reflection of your net worth, of your expenses, of your investment uh, levels, your asset levels, your liabilities as they get paid off, your progress toward the various goals. Oh, wait a minute. So if I've got, say, I'm an average guy and I've got two car payments, I've got a couple of bank accounts, some investment accounts, uh, all of that is in one place. It is. It is. How it's, cool is that? It, it's a wonderful thing. And, and so many of our clients have gone this direction with us because they want to see everything in one place. They a don't, dash, like a dashboard of sorts. That's awesome. It, it is. It is. Um, when you log into the financial plan, the very first thing you see is your net worth calculated on the screen. You then see the value of the investments. And then there is a breakout of the various category of investments. How much is in stocks? How much is in bonds? How much is in cash? And then from there, you can drill down and get more detail. There are so many different reports in this financial plan. You can spend days and days and days going through and analyzing your financial situation from every conceivable angle. And it's no longer just something that's available when you meet with your financial planner. It's available to you 24-7. How awesome is that for families, for couples? If you can sit down with your wife or your spouse or your significant other and you can say, Okay, I, here's where it is. Here's what it looks like. And they could both see it at the same time, and you're, you know where you are. When I first got into this business, I had a, an elderly couple that I worked with. And, and once a year, they would come in to see me. And the husband would say, I want my wife to see exactly where we stand today. <laughs> this, I want her to understand exactly what's going on. I want her to know where to come if something happens. <laughs> now... He wouldn't even have to do that. All he would have to do is log onto the computer. And there it is, right there. There it is. Easy to see. Emily is calling us from Manassas. Welcome aboard, Emily. What's your question for Dina? Well, this is my question. In referencing the previous caller and speaking of new tax laws, mm-hmm. you address people that are receiving paychecks that are working, employed, and you uh, address the self-employed. I'm just curious, what about people that are retired? Does the world keep going as usual? Do we just keep going on? I was thinking about taxes on IRA and um, income taxes that one still pays. That's a great question. So I, I, my initial thought on all of this is that if you are retired and you're living on your pension, you're living on your required minimum distributions, and and, and income-wise, your life is going to look the same in 2018 that it looked in 2017. I believe your taxes will go down. 
Um, I, I would have to certainly have more information than you're able to give me on air, Emily. But I, I do believe, generally speaking, I think the taxes will go down if, if that's what your question is. Well, I was just wondering if they will go down if our uh, deductions are going to be the same when the taxes go down. I, I don't know. I'm just curious as to what it would do. And it's it's there are so many different pieces of this there there's been a lot of focus on what's going away so right. so for example the personal exemptions are going away so for a married couple in 2017 when you filed your taxes you each got an exemption of $4050 from taxation. And then if you weren't itemizing, you got $10,000 or so of a standard deduction. So that all added up to, I, forgive my math, I had the, the math in front of me uh, a couple of weeks ago, but conceptually it's, it's the same idea. So you lost the exemptions, but the standard deduction went way up beyond what you had before. So yeah, we lost a couple of things, but we gained a couple of things. We gained a, a doubling or a little bit more of the standard deduction, and the tax brackets themselves are going down. So the 25% brackets going to the 22, for example. Right. So, I, so I think net on net, I think most people will feel a reduction in taxes. I don't... Well, I I don't think it's going to be gangbusters. I don't think I don't think you're going to go out and buy a new car or a new home with the tax with the tax reduction. But I do think there will be an overall reduction. Well, that is speaking of a married couple. What about a single person? I think it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Of course, uh, a married a married couple's getting twice the standard deduction that a single person will get, but it's the same idea. The tax bracket is still going down. The standard deduction is still doubling. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, and have a happy new year, both of you. Well, thanks, Emily. We appreciate happy the new telephone year, call. What, what Congress has done here is they've built a new rocket ship and built us and given us a new owner's manual a week ago. And they expect us to know everything right off the bat. Here you go. Here's your New Year's manual. Go drive your rocket ship. Well, I mean, it's, it's like when you buy a new cell phone and they and they give you the little book to go with it. Yeah. How how quickly do you read the book for your cell phone? You just start kind of poking around. You poke on the buttons. And see so what so I've been poking a few buttons on this tax code. I, I've still got, as do we all, we've still got a lot to learn. Yeah, but that's what's cool about this uh, next year because there will be some seminars right off the bat once you've become very educated on this and you're able to pass that information along. And stay tuned because we'll have those rolling out very soon here. In fact, remember this telephone number, 855-767-3123 and LarryRosenthal.com. Both of those uh, vehicles will help you understand the code because we will have information for you in the new year. Well, and it, and it bears repeating that when you file your taxes in April of this year, you're still filing under the old law. You won't feel the impact on your tax return until a year from now. Mm-hmm. So so we're still filing under the old law this year. The paychecks, the the tax withholding on the paychecks will start reflecting the new law in February. Mm-hmm. We're going to take another quick break here here on the Larry Rosenthal Show. And if you'd like to dial in, we've got a little time here. 855-767-3123. Back in a moment with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show. I thought I'd take a ride. And soon Miss Fanny Bride was seated by my side. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank and we we got upside. You are
by listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, we've just got a couple of minutes here to close out the show at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. And always a pleasure to have Dina Ology in studio with us, giving us some information on what to expect in the new year. It's so nice to be here. I, uh, I in, the pa- in the last couple of minutes of, of our last show of 2017, oh, that's right. um, yeah. I, I just I, I want to... Thank you for being here. I want to thank you for having me and, and just wish you the best. Thank um, you. You too. Your uh, family as well. That's right. Thank you so much. Um, just a little bit of a recap of what we talked about earlier. It's been a banner year in the markets. The Dow is up 25%. The S&P is up 19 The NASDAQ's up 28 That does not mean we're destined for a crash. Everyone asks me that question. Well, we've had such a great year. When's it going to crash? They're feeling like it's a bubble. Everyone's feeling like we're in a bubble. Well, and and I just don't think that that is the case. Um, uh, Equity valuations, stock valuations are fair right now. Stocks are fairly valued. I will not sit here and tell you they're cheap because they're not. But I don't think that they are significantly overpriced either. Mm. The reason I don't think we're in a bubble is because we've had real GDP growth, uh, an annual Average increase of 2.3%, not knocking the cover off the ball, like I said earlier, but a vast improvement over the past few years. Unemployment's down to 4.1%. Tax reform just passed. The housing recovery continues. Wages are starting to show some real growth, and inflation is still at bay. We still haven't hit the Fed's 2% inflation target. So bubble, I don't think so. Mm. Um, We, for the first time in quite a long time, this market is running on fundamentals, not the propping up by the Fed that was happening for so long during and after the Great Recession. You're not optimistic or anything here, are you? <laughs> I, I think I'm cautious. I, yeah. I, As I said earlier, I don't think we're going to see the astronomical returns in 2018 that we had in 2017. I'll take them if they come, but I don't think it's likely. I think we will st- see equity returns slow down. I do think we're going to continue to see this global expansion. Mm. We, If things slow down here in the U.S., we may look for more growth opportunities outside the U.S. Mm. Some exciting things happening in the next new year. Hopefully they are happening for you as well. We want to wish you a very, very happy new year. 
Dina, thank you so much for coming in here once again. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's always good to see you. It's always good to see you. And I know we'll see more of you this next year. And don't forget, you can always call Dina as well with any questions that you have during the week. Absolutely. At 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. have a few of you on hold that are wanting to ask some questions. So hang in there, and we'll get to you as soon as the program is over. We appreciate you listening in 2017 and look forward to having you aboard in 2018. For Larry Rosenthal, Dina here in studio with us and Josh in the back. My name is Chris McKay. Happy New Year. Have a great new year. We'll talk to you again next time here on the Larry Rosenthal Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.